0: Live on the Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios, driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. With Kenny Sargent,
1: Beijing Doctor, Douchebag,
0: Crash Gladys, getting crash position, and Statman. Don't overdrive the car. Here's the Freak. Tournament off
2: There's so many songs out there that would fit the title of tonight and really what's happened over the last week. But I think true words fit perfectly. Strange times. As we roll through a Sunday night of the Freaks, Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, thank you guys for hanging out. Quarantined or not, uh, thank you guys for hanging out. And I will say that uh, given the fact that Statman is in Columbus, Ohio. We're here in Phoenix. Statman, we are practicing. And our
3: board op is up in San
4: Francisco.
2: Yeah, we are practicing successful social distancing. (laughs) You get get, right?
4: (laughs) This is the mere definition of social distancing.
3: (laughs) Work can get done in this coronavirus environment.
4: Although we do know, I was talking with a buddy of mine from the rally world, and he said, if we find out in uh, January, December and January that birth rates are up, we'll know that social distancing wasn't completely successful in every social environment.
2: Okay. On the that, home life, baby. On the that note, man, would you have the huevos, the cojones, to name your daughter Corona?
4: <laughs> no. I think that... Uh, uh, maybe my son's middle name might be Corona. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, wow. you know, somebody told me that uh, four out of ten people uh, in America have stopped drinking Corona beer yeah, because insane. of the coronavirus. Can you believe that?
3: It's absolutely insane. And I had to get a laugh out of Tito's Vodka needing to put out a PSA not long ago saying, do not use our vodka to make homemade sanitizer. It's like, oh, people, people,
2: freak nation. Yeah, maybe it, it,
4: go ahead, maybe stat. they'll come up with maybe they'll come up with the Tito's virus uh, <laughs> after that. Now that they've voiced, they stuck their head above ground like the Whack-A-Mole. mole
2: Two nights ago, well, two mornings ago, I had the Tito's virus. It's called a hangover. Damn it.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But keep drinking up, because you did have fun that night.
2: And I just waited that S out. Hey, man, it's a (laughs) special show for you tonight, Freak Nation. James Hinchcliffe, IndyCar Series pilot and hopeful NBC Sports IndyCar Series pit reporter. He'll be joining us. Uh, Daniel Suarez, NASCAR cup star, will be joining us here in the Freak Nation. But a very special guest will be joining us in about eight or nine minutes. His name is Dr. Steve Olvey. Crasher, you can give this guy... Uh, infinite credits of what he's meant not just to Car, but to neurology and studies of the brain.
3: Yeah, Dr. Steve Olvey has spent his entire career in sports medicine of some sort with a massive focus on motorsports. And because of him, in the early 80s, the IndyCar series has and had and has a traveling medical team. They were the first series to do so. And it's because of some of the awful stuff that he saw in the late 60s and throughout the 70s of these accidents that were happening in racing. And he said, we have to do something better for the drivers, better for the teams. Something has to be done to make the series safer. And thank you, Steve Olvey, because not only did he help invent the traveling medical team, the traveling safety teams, but also was a huge part in the implementation of the Hans device and so many other things within the helmet to reduce the effects of concussion. It's just incredible. His His entire neurological background is stunning.
2: He's not a microbiologist, but he can give us crazy insight to IndyCar canceling or postponing their races through April. He can kind of give us a walkthrough on the process of how that came about.
3: Well, he's still still consulting with the IndyCar series, and he obviously is still a practicing doctor. He is now in the state of Florida where so many motorsports series were slated to take off this weekend from SCCA to Daytona flat track to NHRA at the Gator Nationals in Gainesville to IndyCar, of course, in St. Pete next week. Oh, next weekend. Yeah, would be Sebring for the sports car series and Homestead for NASCAR. So he was he was pretty much in the epicenter of one of the states that really put a clamp down before any of the others did on large gatherings.
2: So Stephen Olvey, Dr. Stephen Olvey, will be joining us coming up in about five or six minutes. And it, who knows how long that conversation is going to go. He's going to give us insight to uh, the coronavirus and its effects on motorsports, motorsports series. And then we've got to get into the concussion discussion with him because that is his forte. And of course, he's yes. part of the rapid response movie that came out back in May of last year
3: like cnn recommended what are you doing during this lockdown time people movies are perfect right now binge watch and let us recommend to you rapid response stream it off of amazon prime or google
2: freak nation coming up in moments your crash Gladys pit news and notes and as we said dr steven olvy will be joining us here in the freak nation got to reset join some affiliates be right back
0: Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined
2: the
5: freaks.
2: Crash Gladys, Spit News and Notes, brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Do yourself a favor, Freak Nation. Your truck, your SUV, your family vehicle, roll on General Tires. And I just got word that our friends with General Tire and Continental Tire will be working from home for the next three weeks, but they're still delivering tires, baby. Go to GeneralTire.com or your favorite tire dealer. Crasher?
3: Well, what a difference a week makes. Just last week, we were raving about the 50th anniversary of the Daytona Supercross, the awesome Phoenix NASCAR race, and how we can't wait for the IndyCar season to start. Okay. Since then, the coronavirus was declared a worldwide pandemic, and the sports and entertainment worlds quickly responded. You guys all know this. Regarding motorsports, we discussed last Sunday how the Bahrain grand prix the second race on the f1 schedule had already decided to run with no fans as a protective measure then the first u.s declaration came from supercross they canceled their seattle race which is several weeks down the road once the outbreaks in the state of washington became so so dire in australia then formula one was set to kick off this weekend a mclaren crew member was diagnosed as having cv19 mclaren pulled out of the season opener and then eventually the entire australian grand prix was canceled The governor of Florida began quickly taking matters into his own hands, and he started ordering postponements or cancellations of large gatherings, affecting not just racing, but MLB's spring training games, too. IMSA's Sebring race race, was postponed to November. NASCAR and Homestead announced their cancellation more than one week ahead of time. Then IndyCar announced that their race in St. Pete would be run with no spectators. Not long after, NHRA completely canceled their Gator Nationals by Friday, Both NASCAR and IndyCar had fully canceled their next two weeks of events, IndyCar taking it a step further, canceling through the entire month of April. Supercross then canceled their Indy race and then put the remainder of their season on postponement. World of Outlaws canceled their next two weeks. Trans Am canceled their Sonoma weekend. And the SCCA and Daytona flat track eventually canceled as well. So, whew, how you feeling, Motorheads? It's an odd situation, that's for sure. But speaking as someone who didn't initially take the potency of this virus seriously enough, we now know that this virus is indeed highly contagious, and it is deadly. And overall, at least in my opinion, I think it's much better to be safe now, distance yourself socially to prevent, prevent the spread, safe now rather than having our racing family sick later.
2: Crash Gladys, Pit News and Notes brought to you by good friends at General Tire. Go to GeneralTire.com to find the tire for your righteous ride. Coming up, you don't want to miss this. Stephen Olve, Dr. Stephen Olvey the man responsible for the traveling medical team for IndyCar. Coming up next, Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios.
0: Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.
2: The summer, it's quickly approaching, and General Tire wants to put some money back in your pockets, because now through April 30th, with the purchase of four new qualifying General Tire passenger tires, you'll receive up to a $70 Visa prepaid gift card. Choose from the Summer Ultra High Performance G Max RS, the All-Season Ultra High Performance G Max AS05, and the All-Season Touring Ultimax RT43 lines. So prepare to prove that anywhere is possible this summer with General Tire. For more information, visit GeneralTire.com. General Tire, driving speed freaks for 20
6: You're MAV-TV.
1: You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined.
2: You're back with Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Thank you, guys, for hanging out. You know the website, right? Speedfreaks.tv. Of course, Facebook, Instagram, or therefore on Twitter, at Speed Freaks. Good to get this guy here in the Freak Nation. Dr. Steve Olvey, Medical Director for the Grand Prix Master Series, of course, has worked with IndyCar, professor at University of Miami, still a consultant with IndyCar, joining us here in the Freak Nation. And we want to get get you in here for several reasons, Dr. Olvey, and one in particular, with motorsports finally coming on board and at least postponing races, IndyCar specifically. Did you see this coming way before uh, IndyCar, NASCAR, Supercross, NHRA decided to cancel the races, that they should be canceling these races?
5: Uh, yes, we did, because uh, we worried about this at the hospital, of course, and in the city of Miami, like all uh, uh, major cities, uh, when the uh, virus first uh, attacked and uh, made it clear that uh, that it was indeed coming. And there was a lot of uh, slowness really uh, in our country getting going and taking it as seriously as it needed to be. So it's only been in the last uh, a few uh, days to uh, maybe a, a week or two that uh, the things that uh, some of the things that should have been done earlier uh, had, did not get done. And now they're finally uh, getting done. So everybody's been sort of taken aback by it, but uh, the problem is, is that uh, in order to control uh, an infection like this, uh, a viral attack uh, like this is, you have to get control of the virus and flatten the curve of the development of the virus. So in order to do that, you have to get people separated so that they're not passing the disease from one person to another. Uh, in getting uh, millions of people involved. And that's, uh, that's what the attempt is, is to try to uh, let everybody settle down, flatten the curve of the development of the virus, and uh, hope that we don't get into the kind of situa- situation that occurred in Italy, occurred in China in the first place, uh, then occurred in Italy, and has uh, occurred sporadically in some other areas. As a doctor...
3: How frustrated were you? I mean, I assume you were very frustrated, but is there a line of communication in which you guys as doctors or as a group, as a medical board, you could reach out to somebody and say, guys, we've got to take this more seriously in this country, or at least to state officials?
5: Well, it uh, yeah, the state officials were uh, pretty with it, at least. I can only speak for the uh, state of Florida and the city of Miami, but uh, they realized that this could develop into a, a major thing, but because it wasn't uh, being looked at initially in that way, uh, what happens is everybody said, well, this is like the flu, and we just went through a flu epidemic uh, you know, this fall, like we have almost every fall, and a certain number of people died, and a certain number of people got real sick and had to go to the hospital, so everybody's kind of looking at it as the same thing. But this is totally a new disease. Uh, the medical people in the different states and uh, the emergency people and so forth realized uh, what could happen back, uh, you know, with the SARS epidemic and uh, Ebola is not, uh, you know, that's a that was another thing that uh, was pretty scary. And these things have to be headed off at the pass. And uh, finally, we're. Uh, in the process of doing that, but like I said it took everybody by surprise, and people kind of had the idea well this is not a lot worse than a cold and uh this isn't that big a deal but uh when you look at the uh the numbers of what it could be it's it's real scary uh and it has has to do with uh, how many people uh might be involved and you could have say you have five percent of the population uh that uh can be uh you, you may need uh intensive care beds nine hundred and sixty thousand i c u beds well we only have eighty eight thousand in the whole country
7: and they have uh
5: patients uh in those beds right now and that uh, i mean just think about that for a minute uh, how many people might have to be in critical care and uh it uh it's pretty Real scary, actually.
3: Yes, it is. In addition to car accidents that are going to happen anyway or a critical care birth or something. Yeah, it's, it's actually pretty frightening when you really start to think about it. Now, Dr. Olvey no. joining us here in the Freak Nation on a Sunday night regarding motorsports. I believe it started with Supercross canceling their Seattle event because of Washington kind of being an epicenter. And that was about a week ago now. And then all of a sudden, Formula One is in... Australia and suddenly one of the McLaren crew members comes down and he is he has contracted this disease and then everybody else started to take notice and the president got more serious and, and the American series came into play when because you consult with the IndyCar series when were you consulted by any of the motorsport series also you're a part of the FIA medical board did they ever reach out to you
5: well they don't uh not reach out to me because uh, uh, I'm not actively involved in that end of it. It's the uh, the guys running the races. So for example, at Saint Petersburg, uh, it, it would be the uh, the bosses of uh, of IndyCar that uh, get involved and in working closely with uh, the uh, track officials, the local officials, as well as the city of Saint Petersburg. And what uh, happened was is they kind of uh, caught the ball as it was uh, bouncing uh, with the NBA and with uh, uh, all, all the other sports organizations and said, uh, you know, wait a minute, we, uh, we need to uh, really look at this and not just at the uh, participants, but think of how many people would be there, how many people are working there for the whole weekend, ticket takers, ushers, uh, cleanup people, police, fire, uh, and so on, and you're, you're involving a tremendous number of people, and this is very contagious, uh, this disease. You know, you've got two NBA basketball players that uh, picked it up last week. You've got uh, politicians that were at a, a big meeting, and several of them, uh, not several, but some of them uh, uh, became infected and uh, have put other uh, individuals at risk of infection. And so it, uh, it moves pretty fast under the right circumstances. And I think everybody realized that, whoa, we better put a stop to this uh, as soon as we can and get a control of it. or We're going to uh, have our hospitals. We'll be like China. We'll have our hospitals full. Uh, China had to build new hospitals. They didn't have enough hospital beds to even come close to handling all the people that got sick. And of course, the scariest thing is uh, if we have to ration care. Uh, if you have a limited number of critical care beds and a little uh, limited number of ventilators, there uh, there's not enough ventilators in this country to take care of masses of people that might require them.
4: Dr. Steve Olvey is known globally for his expertise in emergency medicine and trauma care. He established the traveling medical team with CART, now IndyCar. Dr. Olvey, it didn't make sense at the beginning that some of these race programs were trying to run full weekends without fans. It made you think that they cared more about the fans than they did about the athletes and the support crews that were with them at the racetrack.
5: Well, initially they thought that uh, we could probably get away with that, and it seemed logical at the time. But for the reasons you say, it uh, became readily apparent, you know, hey, wait a minute, we're dealing with the athletes themselves. Uh, they all have families. They have crew. I mean, think of the number of people uh, it takes to manage a big NASCAR race or a big Indy car race or a Formula One race. I mean, just the traveling people that are going all over the world and uh, coming into contact with people who are infected or if they get infected then they can spread uh, the disease around so it's not just the uh the spectators and as i said that you had two uh, nba players that were infected that could get other players infected and then their families and it goes on and on and on mm-hmm. so i think it dawned on everybody that hey uh we need to put a stop to this whole thing the Masters Golf Tournament was the one that shocked me. I mean, I I don't know if that's ever been postponed before, but uh, they're uh, they're they're just not going to have it, and uh, they'll postpone it. I I would assume, but I'm not even sure of that. Uh, but that's one of the uh, biggest uh, sporting events in the world uh, that uh, seems to go with uh, regardless, and uh, they realize that uh, that would be uh, wrong to do that, and so. I think we're finally uh, getting everybody on the same page that we got to stop this before it gets out of hand.
8: Dr.
4: Olvey, much of America is on shutdown or becoming shutdown like the Asian countries have done. They seem to have had success with this social distancing. One, can that work here in America? And two, what's the real truth behind the survival of a virus in warm weather as spring approaches are we going to have better luck naturally killing this virus and stopping the spread
5: well at least it slows down and i'm i'm not a microbiologist by any means and uh, but as, as everybody knows in the summer, you know we have uh, flu in the fall mm-hmm. and winter and uh, it pretty much dies out during the summer There'll be uh, maybe a sporadic uh, case uh, here or there, but uh, yes, it it appears that these types of viruses uh, become uh, rather dormant, and uh, uh, they don't disappear, but uh, they aren't as bad in the summertime, and and you can get uh, ahead of the curve, so to speak. And uh, things down the road, of course, as as a vaccine, but you can't... Uh, make a vaccine overnight, you have to come up with the vaccine, uh, make sure it works, and then you have to make sure it's safe. Uh, Remember, we had uh, people getting uh, sick with Guillain-Barre disease, uh, the type of flu that it was, but uh, we had people who got the vaccination and got sick, and so uh, we can't have that happen again, so it takes time uh, to do this, so a vaccine is going to be a year to a year and a half away.
2: Freak Nation Dr. Stephen Olvey joining us here. Would you mind sticking around for one more segment as we dive into concussions and concussion protocol in motorsports and athletics in general?
5: Uh, uh, yeah, I can do that.
2: His name is Dr. Stephen Olvey. Uh, we'll continue on with more freaks on the Freak Radio Network, and Lucas Hall Studios.
9: Good evening, my fellow citizens. To provide guidance to mankind.
2: Crazy
4: times globally, huh? I'd love to be a fly on the wall when broadcasters and content providers figure out who owes who what for all the television programming that's disappeared this week. One producer told me the commercial's lots might amount to tens of billions of dollars. How do you make good on that? ESPN, ABC Sports, Turner Broadcasting, Fox Sports, CBS Sports, NBCSN have all paid multiple billions with the expectation of getting that money back in profits. From programming that's now gone Usually when commercials fail to run There's something called make goods When the network makes other time available To make good on that time lost But this is so great There might need to be an extension To current contracts To cover these lost hours In short Cash refunds are unlikely Peace
0: Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined
12: It's time to play Vomit or... No Vomit, brought to you by Nauzine. Colin, it was a long night of shaking your shamrock, and now the corned beef and cabbage you ate is sloshing around sickeningly in a frothy sea of green beer. Do you A, vomit, B, swallow the pink stuff, C, take fast-acting Nauzine. I need Nauzine. Correct, Nauzine's four-minute formula quickly relieves stomach discomfort from overindulging. Get Nausee now in the purple box at Walmart or your
6: favorite store hey hey it's flo and you know what word i've never understood top hat
10: aren't all hats on top they're like the toppest part of every outfit unless i've been doing it wrong that's why i stick with simple words like flo it means the sense of security you'll feel when
13: your new home is protected by home insurance through me and progressive also there shouldn't be a top hat unless there's a bottom hat wait is that what underwear is Save an average of 17% on car insurance when you bundle home and auto through Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Mmm, making popcorn for movie night? Whoa, who are you? This is your wake-up call from the new TrackFone Wireless. What if every time you tried a new streaming service, you had to buy a new TV? Uh, that'd be ridiculous. Yeah, some wireless companies do that when you switch. Make you buy a new phone. Right. But TrackFone Wireless lets you keep your phone and your number and your network and gives you unlimited talk and text starting at $20 a month. Seriously, who are you? This your wake-up call, people. The new Trifone Wireless. Now, you're in control. Oh, oh, you're burning it. Oh, no. Available at major retailers. See terms
8: and conditions at trackphone.com. The great thing about facts? They're proven. Like the fact that crude oil contains impurities. Or that base oil, made from natural gas, is 99.5% free of impurities. And the fact that Pennzoil is the first synthetic motor oil made from natural gas, not crude oil. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the penzoil. Based on Sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Find it at Firestone Complete Auto Care.
10: Do you love cats? Join me, Petra Luna, at Cat Crazy Channel on YouTube. Every Tuesday I host a new episode and we cover everything related to cats. Go to catcrazychannel.com and find out more. Why does your cat want to sleep on your head? Should you declaw your cat? Raise your cat IQ at CatCrazyChannel.com. We cover it all. And remember, cats rule.
2: You're back with Speed Freaks, Lucasol Studios, and Dr. Steve Olvey, kind enough to stick around for the second segment. At this point, associate professor of clinical neurology and neurosurgery University of Miami, but the details of his life in motorsports and sports in general is incredible. Formed the first traveling medical team with CART, now still a consultant with IndyCar. And I also <laughs> want to say this, Freak Nation, if you haven't had a chance to see Rapid Response, it's uh, the insight that Dr. Steve Olvey and crew bring to the the beginnings, the middle, and end of accidents mm-hmm. in motorsports. The and, evolution
3: of his traveling team. Yeah. And
2: the traveling team, the beginning to where we are now, is, is incredible. Which, by the way, you can purchase it on Amazon. And I believe, is, this, is, is it available now on Netflix, Dr. Olvey?
5: It's on uh, Amazon Prime, it's on Google, and uh, I'm not sure if it's on Netflix or not. And yeah. it's on a couple others, but I can't tell you. I should know, but uh, I can't tell you exactly which ones they are. Yeah,
3: but you can stream it.
2: Yeah, we we were there right. for the for the premiere, Dr. Olvey, and as I was watching Rapid Response, I kept saying to myself, where was this movie 10 years ago, 15 years ago, because of the evolution of what you and your crew established was it just a case of just just the right time for this movie to come out?
5: Uh, yes, it was, really, because uh, a lot of uh, what we've learned has been in the last uh, 10 to 15 years. You know, it wasn't 15, maybe 20 at the most uh, years ago that I would see a driver uh, climb out of a car after a bad-looking accident. They might stumble around a little bit, but at least they got out of the car. And I remember thinking to myself or saying to one of the other safety guys that says, oh, good, he's he's probably just had a concussion. He's okay. And that's what everybody thought back then. And now we know that uh, too many concussions too close together or some, certain bad concussions uh, can really cause a lot of difficulty later on, and they're very important, and we need to diagnose them when they happen, and we need to treat them appropriately when they do happen.
3: Yeah, there are some fans. Of course, social media can be our enemy at times, but there are some fans who are wondering why Ryan Newman is not back in a race car behind the cockpit right now. I mean, aside from the coronavirus and races being postponed, but I I have to shake my head at that because, like you just said, you can't just get right back in the action. Having concussions back to back or or at least close together is very dangerous, and that's essentially why he's still out, correct?
5: Uh, That's absolutely correct. uh, I run a concussion clinic and. Uh, Palm Beach County, Florida, where I see all of the uh, high school athletes in Palm Beach County that uh, have a concussion. And some of them, uh, 90% will be all okay within uh, 10 days, two weeks at the most. But a small percentage uh, may have trouble for as much as a year. That's unusual, but it Mm -hmm. can happen. And if you let people go back uh, too soon, and they aren't completely over the effects of the concussion, uh, it will uh, magnify and uh, compound itself, and it uh, become it can become chronic. It's what happens. Uh, we don't know all the answers yet, but it's what's happening that people are aware of in the NFL, for example, where you've got a bunch of players who are in uh, late 50s, early 60s, who are in nursing homes with, cte chronic traumatic encephalopathy which is like alzheimer's disease it's a it's different disease but it's very similar uh in the way it uh, responds and uh this is hard you know it's terrible and it's not it's not just football there's uh, mm-hmm. it's what it was first uh, mentioned in boxers it was dementia pugilistica which uh punch drunk fighters they mm-hmm. they would box too often and uh get uh, concussed, and before too many years, they were crazier than a bed bug and uh, uh, couldn't function, couldn't take care of themselves.
2: I go back to Steve Park, who was running the NASCAR series. I believe it was, I think it was Pocono with the accident, where Dale Earnhardt Jr., and he got into an accident, and he started flipping and hit the interior barrier of the track. And Frank, and again, I am no doctor, but after that accident, you know, Steve Park was parked for a while, but Steve Park's speech to me was affected. Again, shows me what can happen to a race car driver with lifelong effects. After that accident, Steve Park was never the same. I just see things of that nature that tell me that it's about damn time we woke up.
5: Yeah. There's no, uh, no question about it. And, uh, Uh, We're surprised on a regular basis. Uh, We'll get a high school athlete, for example, who has what looks like uh, a routine concussion, if there's such a thing. And uh, they have difficulty, as I said, for up to a year. I have an equestrian uh, lady that uh, I'm aware of uh, through another doctor who is going into her third year of difficulty uh, following uh, a bad concussion that she uh, received uh, jumping horses and uh it so you, you never you, you never know you can't tell uh by the concussion that happens on that particular day it has to fit with that individual what's gone before that individual i think Dale Jr just said not long ago he thinks he possibly had over 20 concussions uh throughout his career uh when he thinks back and i know uh i've got close friends who are older IndyCar drivers, and they've all said they've had concussions. But they uh, they didn't want anybody to know about it, so they didn't tell them about it. And we didn't know that concussions were a big deal like we do now. But uh, now that's uh, we're aware of it, and uh, we're watching it very closely.
4: Dr. Olvey, how much power does the series have over a driver to step in and say, you can't run? For health and insurance reasons, can a series keep a driver out of the car?
5: It, it's for health reasons, yes. And I can only speak uh, a little bit for IndyCar and uh, a little with uh, the FIA, but uh, that that is being done now. We're not uh, knowingly allowing any drivers uh, continue to compete that uh, have anything wrong with them that could conceivably endanger uh, anyone else, like another driver, a crew member, a spectator, uh, uh, not not just the individual themselves. It's not like uh, a, f- a football, baseball, or basketball game. Uh, if you have race drivers driving that shouldn't be uh, because of a pre-existing injury, they can really harm somebody else. Mm-hmm. And Uh, not just themselves. And so we uh, really have to watch that very closely. And we're doing that in uh, IndyCar. And like I said, in uh, the FIA, I can't speak for anybody else because I just, uh, you know, I'm not associated with them that much to be able to say something.
2: Dr. Olby, thank you very much for doing this.
5: All right. Well, great talking to you guys. And uh, maybe I'll see you at Indy this year or something.
3: Absolutely. You got it.
2: From a gentleman who, frankly, is responsible for the advancement of medical technologies within the IndyCar Series to a driver who benefited from Dr. Olvey's services. His name is James Hinchcliffe, IndyCar Series pilot and now NBC Sports IndyCar Series TV pit reporter. We got up with him earlier last week prior to the IndyCar Series postponing the races. Always a fantastic interview. He joins us next, Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios.
0: Speed freaks, motorsports radio, radio
2: the summer, it's quickly approaching, and General Tire wants to put some money back in your pockets. Because now through April 30th, with the purchase of four new qualifying General Tire passenger tires, you'll receive up to a $70 Visa prepaid gift card. Choose from the Summer Ultra High Performance G Max RS, the All-Season Ultra High Performance G Max AS05, and the All-Season Touring Ultimax RT43 lines. So prepare to prove that anywhere is possible this summer with General Tire. For more information, visit GeneralTire.com. General Tire, driving speed freaks for 20 And get awesome.
1: You are listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined.
12: Got yeah. well,
2: on the back of the freaks, follow us on Twitter, right? What about Facebook knew? and the websites? We're all over the damn place. iHeartRadio app, SiriusXM, you got the Freak Nation. This guy's been a part of the Freak Nation many, many years. We're into our 20th year, not quite sure how long he's been coming in here. James Hinchcliffe joining us here in the Freak Nation. IndyCar Series pilot and now NBC IndyCar, pre-race host, no, in-game he, host. He is in race, baby. He's in the booth. Holy smokes! Uh, have you started to work on those chops yet, bro? It's just right around the corner.
14: Yeah, I mean, I've, I, <laughs> all right. A couple things. First yeah. of all, I'm actually going to be in pit lane.
2: Uh-oh. Oh, oh, well,
14: but
3: I thought it
2: was I'm the gonna booth.
14: Be, well, I'm going to do some. I'm going to do a little bit in the booth. But I'm okay. going to. My, my main game is going to be in pit lane. And, and I gotta be honest with you, until about an hour ago, and this is not a joke, until about an hour ago, I had received no real official information, training, handbook, like no guidelines. I was, I was, I felt very unprepared. And then about an hour ago, I got a phone call saying, hey, we're gonna do a seminar, get you up to speed next week before the thing. And I thought, okay, perfect, at least I'm getting some sort of guidance and, uh, and understanding of what exactly it is I'm supposed to do and how I'm supposed to do it.
2: I love the fact that we have a winning IndyCar driver on the phone with us right now, and he says, we're going to get with you and talk to you about the thing. Not the race or the race weekend, <laughs> but the thing. You know, the thing, the thing that we're doing.
3: The thing I talk about the thing with the thing, and then I'm in the thing. There's stuff happening
14: at the thing at the place. You know, you know all about it. It's fine.
2: Uh, IndyCar Series pilot, NBC IndyCar pit reporter James Hinchcliffe joining us here in the Freak Nation. And earlier today, I was bending down picking up the you know, newspaper or something, and I kind of grunted. Think, and I, you just grunt when you're when you're old. You grunt you're even old. though you're hurting or not. And I thought, you know what? I bet James Hinchcliffe he grunts, given the fact of that. that tragic accident that you had, almost took your damn life and just some things you've been through. Do you still grunt when you pick up things off the floor?
14: You know, I have my grunty moments for sure. <laughs> There's uh, you know what it is for me, man? What? It's uh, and this is, this is bad. Given my line of work, sitting on airplanes, something mm. about airplane seats is like the only thing that's like a lasting side effect for my accident. It just absolutely ruined my left leg
4: and like left
14: butt cheek. And I've already been on uh, 20 planes this year. I counted. So it's, it's a bad bad occupation to be in if uh, sitting on planes.
3: So much for not having a full-time ride. What the heck? 20 planes. What are you doing? You teased something on social the other day about possibly hooking up with Tony Kanon to do something. You're now doing this TV gig. We know you're staying in shape to do the three IndyCar races that you are signed up for, including the Indy 500. What is taking you to more than 20 destinations already?
14: It's it's crazy. Uh, well, I mean, I, I'm not going to say 20 destinations because, you know, I live in Indianapolis and you got to connect to go everywhere. So it's probably <laughs> only 10 honest trips, but it's 20 planes. Uh, but no, it's, you know, honestly, being, being unemployed is more work than having a job. You know, you're out there hustling, you're uh, meeting with companies, meeting with sponsors. You know, obviously, with Genesis coming on board with us for our free races this year, very excited about that. We had to have some meetings with them in different places, had to go announce it down in Florida. You know, we've, we've just kind of been uh, been all over chasing different things and charity work. I was out uh, in California with Ryan Hunter Ray for his big charity event last weekend. We were out in Laguna doing some fun stuff there. So just, uh, yeah, moving and shaking.
3: And moving and shaking as a newly married man. Are you kind of used to your wife Becky's idiosyncrasies? I mean, is there? you posted something in this offseason about that damn thermostat. And Kenny and I go at it with that thermostat. I get it. But what are some other things that you've come to realize that you're like, uh-oh,
14: it's 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 unbelievable a crash. I gotta tell you, there's some of the things this girl does. It's just it defies it defies words. And so you know the the thermostat is like the number one bartering tool in our house. I mean, it's I'll do this chore for a degree, you know, and, and she'll do this for a degree. We use it all the time. But then my my darling wife Becky, she I guess got yelled at a lot when she was a kid for slamming cupboard doors in the kitchen, and so. She just her solution to this was rather than not slam them, was to just not close them at all. And she goes through our kitchen and every drawer or cupboard that she's been to in the last ten minutes just stays open. And I'll walk into the kitchen and it looks like a poltergeist has hit the kitchen and has just left everything all
3: disheveled. It's crazy. Kenny, that is so you, and it's so frustrating because That's I hit so my weird. head. Yes, I hit my head on on some of the cupboards, and I'm like, what the hell? Well,
2: Just hold, close it. Hold on a second. At one time it was all about me closing the doors. Do I leave them open now? Oh, all the time. Because I was that kid at 12, 13 years old that would jump up on the counter and someone left the G damn door open. I cracked my freaking skull and yes. I'm and it was paranoia from this point forward. So I've changed.
3: <laughs> oh. You and Becky need to have a little seminar. Holy
2: crap. I asked you this er- <laughs> I asked you this earlier and and you were frank um, you're you were used to calling your wife wife before you were married explain
11: well yeah
14: you know i mean i just got a big issue with the word fiance it just <laughs> it just sounds so gross and pretentious and, and you know they they spell it one way for males and another way for females but it's pronounced the same it just it's just there's too many rules around it you know and it doesn't sound cool you just you sound like a jerk you sound like your upper crust trying to like brag. Oh, yes, I'm engaged. I just say, you know, as soon as we got engaged, I just started calling her the wife or, you know, the bag and chain, the boat anchor, the handbrake, whatever was appropriate.
3: <laughs> OK, because that's a French word. Does Simon Paginot realize that you are very upset with that word? Well, we've talked
14: about it, but I think that's also why he stayed engaged for so long because he loved saying the word. <laughs> it's poor, you know, poor Haley had to stay in that in that weird purgatory of engagement for so long because he just loved being able to say the Uh,
2: Let's talk a little bit of racing. I guess. Damn it. <laughs> well, I mean, if we, if we must. Where would you be if you had if you still had your full time ride? Where would you be right now mentally? and physically with the season uh, right around the corner?
14: You know, I'm, I'm quite proud to say physically I'd be in exactly the same spot because I've, I've been maintaining my training regimen as if I was going to be racing in St. Pete because, hey, look, man, if, if, if Connor Daly's any indication of anything, you never know if you're going to be in a car on a given weekend. So, you know, I'm fully prepared to, to step in if, uh, if the need arises from one of the honda Power teams. So I, I've been preparing physically exactly the same, and I'm I'm in as good shape as I've ever been. I feel as prepared as I've ever been. So it's uh, it's kind of frustrating that I don't get to go, you know, use it and put all that hard work to uh, to good use. But uh, you know, mentally, I'm not going to lie, man. It's 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 tough. It's tough knowing that everybody was in Coda a couple of weeks ago, and that everybody was debriefing the last few days, and that you know, a little over a week, we're all going to be down in Florida and know 23 four five whatever it is this year of you know my best friends are going to go out there and uh, and do what i want to be doing and, and i'll be in the in the pit lane with a microphone talking about it so it could be worse don't get me wrong i mean getting to work on the broadcast the opportunity with nbc is something i'm genuinely very excited about and i do still get to be there and be part of the action and hey talking about racing for two hours i'd do that for free <laughs> don't tell them but you know it's it's uh, it's still great to to kind of be involved and uh, I'm already, you know, I, I, know we've got three races this year for sure. You know, hopefully we can add another one or two as the, as the year progresses. Um, but at the same time, you know, we're eyes forward to may and, and already making moves and, and putting plans in place for 2021. So I'm trying to look at the silver lining, you know, certainly it's not, uh, the 2020 I thought I was going to be having six months ago, but, uh, it, like I said, it could be, could be a lot worse and I'm getting some cool opportunities getting to go back to Andretti Autosport, which is amazing, getting a, a great new partner involved in the series with Genesis, so uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be weird, but at the end of the day, no complaints.
4: James Hinchcliffe, how would it work out if something would happen with a Honda driver, and how would it work with NBC and with Genesis and with you if you were to get a call to replace somebody during the season?
14: You know, I'm, I'm so lucky to have just, just great people around me in, in every aspect of my life right now, and uh, the people at NBC, they understand that I'm, I'm a racing driver and, and that's still my number one goal. And though I, you know, I hope TV is part of my future down the road in a, in a more permanent situation, you know, they get that if an opportunity comes up, uh, I'm going to want to take it and, and they're going to allow me to do that. So uh, big credit to them and, and a huge thanks to them for being understanding in that sense. And, and from the partner side, yeah, I mean, you know, Genesis knows the situation. It's part of the reason that, that we got involved together. And, and I think that if, uh, if a car opens up, you know, they're going to understand that that's not one they're technically supporting at the time. And so, uh, you know, no harm, no foul. I think their goal is very much to be full-time in 2021, and, uh, and we want to do that together. So that's something we're working toward. But if opportunities come up this year, I think we're going to kind of take them as they come.
4: James, IndyCar has largely been absent from Phoenix in the last few years. They had a couple of runs there. But with the reconfiguration of the racetrack, what would it take to get IndyCar coming back to Phoenix?
14: Yeah, so the the problem that we that we ran into, I, I think personally in Phoenix uh, is is a common one, especially on the shorter tracks. Is it was just it was so fast; it was such a one lane track for us, you know. And uh, we we run into the same problem a little bit at Gateway, and um, it's it's hard to create a second lane on those shorter tracks, and so the only real way to get the racing to be entertaining, uh, both from the driver's seat and from uh, from the grandstands is to have a, you know, a crazy amount of tire degradation and, and really have a big difference between new tires and old tires and, you know, force the drivers to kind of take care of their tires and, and all the rest of it. And it, it just puts Firestone in a, in a very difficult spot. You know, obviously they're an incredible partner. They, they bring us very safe, very reliable tires. Uh, and that's obviously the number one goal. Trying to trying to create a tire that does fall off in sort of a dramatic fashion, but doesn't compromise safety on an oval, mm-hmm. it's nearly an impossible ask. You know, a lot of it comes down to the the physical surface on the track, you know, the the geometry and, and the you know potentials for a second lanes, things like that. So, I'm not saying it's impossible, certainly, but it it, it would take a, a fair amount of effort and uh, you know and commitment and, and ultimately, I think, budget from Firestone to put together a test program that could really try and come up with a safe tire that is you know fast out of the box but uh, but degrades quite a bit
4: but James the follow up question to that is can't the wings be adjusted so the driver has more control and put the car in the hands of the driver instead of the technology
14: the problem that we've got you know when you you think of uh, you think of watching a cup car you know getting wheeled around uh, an oval and they're sliding around and the, the problem is is that the, the floor of an indie car is so reliant on the car moving in a straight line, uh, you know, moving forward that we don't have side force. You know, that's that's like a that's like a fairy tale term for us. We wish we had side force in an indie car when you know you hear that term in stock cars a lot. So as our cars get harder to drive and a little freer and a little more sideways, uh, the more yaw, the more kind of slip you get in the in the angle of the car the less effective the floor becomes, and the more downforce you lose. So, the the more sideways we get, the more likely you are to spin, yeah. and then almost almost instantly. So, just the kind of underlying philosophy and design of a single seater makes that a lot harder um, than it does, you know, in a in a cup car. So to say, you know, let's let's try to make it a little harder to drive, put it back in the driver's hands. That means something different, I think, for us than it does for them.
3: That's awesome, and making it easy to compare when, yes, the 800-pound gorilla in the motorsports world is still NASCAR. So, yeah, you make those comparisons, and people are like, oh, duh, thank you for that.
14: Yeah, I mean, it's, that's that's, uh, that's what I'm excited about. You know, one of my favorite things to do very genuinely is educate people about IndyCar racing, you know, because it's uh, the, the number of times you talk to somebody that has the most rudimentary understanding of our sport, and you give them even just a tidbit more information their face light up. They're like, "Oh, this is super fascinating. This is an interesting sport. There's more to it than I thought." And you get you get more passionate fans out of that. And you know, I've I've been <laughs> I've been a big proponent from you know my first day behind the wheel of a car of of trying to educate people and and grow grow fan base of this sport. And so uh, if I get a chance to do that a little bit more this year with uh, with NBC, then yeah, all the all the good for it. I'm gonna look, I'm gonna look forward to it.
2: Yeah, James, I don't think you need coaching on this, but I will say that just tell me something that I'm. If I'm seeing something, tell me why I'm seeing it and why I don't know it. Just tell me something I don't know when you're in the pits.
14: That's that's what the crazy thing about it. The good and bad thing about our sport is that's a lot of stuff.
5: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know,
14: it's, we, we're such a there's so many intricacies to to car racing from every different element from what the driver's experiencing to what the car is doing to the you know the the setups and the strategy and all the rest of it. There are so many things going on that every viewer at home, whether you're a you a seasoned veteran fan or a complete neophyte, there are going to be things you don't know and you can't see from the broadcast. That hopefully, being sort of the boots on the ground in pit lane, I'll be able to uh, to open some of those doors and uh, and show some people, you know, what's what's happening.
3: Well, fortunately, with Roger Penske now at the helm and this new marketing campaign that's come out, a different breed that has started th- those explanations have started in a, in a way that neophytes can get it. A different breed. Talk about wrestling a bear. No power steering. I mean, it's baby steps. Now you, you then now as a pit reporter, and Paul Tracy in the booth, and, and Lee Diffie in the booth. Then you guys take that and then add to it on the first broadcast, and add to it again on the next broadcast. It's awesome.
14: No, for sure. You know, and I, I give uh, I give IndyCar a lot of credit for what they've done with this new campaign. It's it's funny. You know, I've uh, I've answered a lot of questions from people that ask like, how could you? How can you do what you do? You're crazy. You know, whatever and and my my joke has always been, you know, and it was really highlighted after my accident and then back into the car and all the rest of it. but my my line has kind of always been, you know, we're wired differently. Racing drivers are wired differently than than your average person. Uh, we We lack that self-preservation gene that a normal person should have and and normally does have. And so the whole the whole different breed concept and campaign, it's very accurate. Like we are, a, we are a different group. Not saying we're better. Trust me, in a lot of ways, we're worse. <laughs> but uh, there is something about the way we're wired that is just uh, a little bit off.
2: James, thanks for doing this, bud.
14: Of course, always a pleasure, guys. Always entertaining. Thanks for having me on.
2: And coming up, second hour of the freaks, including big-time Cup Series pilot Daniel Suarez, the only full-blooded Mexican driver in NASCAR. Joins us next, Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios.
0: Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, Rated Five.
9: That's 877-360-0402.
11: Here's a great way to save money on your prescription medications. If you take Viagra or Cialis, we can give you a way to pay as little as $2 a pill.
2: Second Hour of the Freaks. How you doing, man? Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent. That interview with Dr. Stephen Olvey went so damn well last hour. We're going to play it again. It's fantastic. The insight that he provides to the spreading of the coronavirus to concussion protocol in motorsports is bonkers.
3: Some of the stuff he said about how long the effects of a concussion can last in any certain individual. Wow. I don't. We didn't know that 10 years ago. And that's just something that he and his team and other teams around the country have been able to discover. Just, I can't give it away because you're going to play it again. Wow. Just wow.
2: Statman, when when we talked to him earlier prior to the show, it was interesting that, and and it's out there, that Crasher's father passed away at a a young age for him, but frankly, the young age for Crash at four years old. And he was assistant medical director with... Dr. Stephen Olvey at Indianapolis Motor Speedway, man, and the fact that Stephen Olvey says, I know exactly where I was when I heard, Crash, that your father passed away. He's What, what did he say, 16th Street or he something? Was on
3: six, he was heading to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, and my dad died on July 29th, so I, I, I wish that we had more time with him pre-interview to talk about it, but I was kind of wondering, why were you on the way to the Speedway at the end of July in 1977, but, yeah, he was on 16th Street, headed to the Speedway when he got it through word of mouth. Someone at the track told him.
2: Holy smokes.
3: Yeah.
4: There, there's so much about motorsports that has nothing to do with motorsports that translates into all other forms of of the culture. Yeah. And especially in medicine in trauma in um, how they treated Zanardi with his accident uh, in Germany and uh, how they saved his life. And all of these things have, you know, they're, they're important in motorsports, but they also have such uh, incredible impact on all other forms of medicine. Uh, and he is one of the ones that is at the cutting edge of all of this. He's a stupefyingly. Like, Mm-hmm. to create a word is just crazily important in trauma medicine.
3: Yeah, I kind of wish, obviously, my dad would have stuck around. Well, it's not my dad's fault, but I kind of wish he would have been around to do some of this innovative medicine with Dr. Olvey and Dr. Trammell and Dr. Bach because they were all bosom buddies. They were at the track, and and I, seeing the success of Olvey and Trammell and Bach, it, just, it makes me proud to know that I, I know my dad would have been in the middle of all that, and it's just it's kind of cool to to just understand that and Olvi and Trammell both were the reason in was it Germany or England I can't remember which race it was but they are the reason that Alex Zanardi survived because of them Olvi literally straddling the nose of of Zanardi's Indycar and just stopping the blood flow just stopping it just they are the reason it's incredible
2: When you have a dude like Stephen Olvi On the show, you can go for hours and hours. That's why I'm going to say this. Watch Rapid Response. It's on Amazon Prime, Google. It's a good two-hour show. The history of Stephen Olvey involved in IndyCar or CART at the time. You USAC, frankly.
3: Yeah. I mean, if we're going to talk about the absolute beginnings, I mean, he, late 60s, when he graduated Indiana University's medical school, I mean, he's he's a— Uh, an intern or a volunteer with the medical staff at the track. That was all USAC, and all the way through the 70s, USAC. Obviously, 1979 is when CART split off from USAC, and the rest is
4: history. Yes. And you do have time now to uh, look at things like this, the F1 series on Netflix, Rapid Response on uh, Amazon Prime. You do have time to watch this now. You don't have to... Sit on the couch and drool and uh, look asking for donuts, you can learn something of all things and uh, maybe be a better race fan when it's all when it restarts again later this summer.
3: such a good point yeah such a good point there is a there is so much that we can watch I mean binge watching is what people are going to be doing on lockdown these next couple of weeks, but why does m- might as well turn it into what your passion is? If it's motorsports, go find the motorsports things on TV. If you haven't watched Ford vs. Ferrari yet, get to it. There's so many good things to watch. Yeah, Rapid Response, uh, the F1 documentary, awesome.
2: We're going to reset with some affiliates to get back Crash Gladys Pitt news and notes, but you don't want to miss the replay of Stephen Olvey, Dr. Stephen Olvey. Coming up, Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios.
0: Freaks. We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. The
2: Freaks. Resuming with a number of our affiliates here in the Freak Nation, thank you guys for being a part of a special Sunday night. Coming up in moments, Dr. Stephen Olvey, the gentleman who started the first traveling medical team with CART and IndyCar, still consults with IndyCar, now based out of Miami with University of Miami. And the neuroscience program. He'll be joining us. Crash Gladys Pitt News and notes brought to our good friends, General Tire. Do yourself a favor, go to generaltire.com. Check out the tire for that righteous ride. General Tire, the official tire for the freaks. Crasher?
3: Just last Sunday night, I was talking about how I cannot wait for the IndyCar season to begin. And we were coming off of the, the NASCAR Phoenix race and how awesome that was. It's just strange to me how so much can change in such a quick time. The coronavirus come Wednesday was declared a worldwide pandemic and obviously we've seen what's happened with every sports series around the entire globe regarding motorsports baran gp they in formula one announced ahead of everybody else that they would race with no fans as a protective measure but that was the second race on the season then this week in australia a formula one crew member with mclaren was confirmed as having the coronavirus McLaren pulled out of the season opener, then eventually the entire Australian Grand Prix was canceled. This after Supercross had canceled their Seattle event because of Washington State being an epicenter. And then the governor of Florida began quickly taking matters into his own hands. He started ordering postponements for cancellations of all large gatherings, Major League Baseball spring training, also so many motorsports events. IMSA's Sebring, Sebring race was postponed to November. NASCAR and Homestead announced their cancellation, which was a week ahead of time. Then IndyCar announced that their race in St. Pete would run with no spectators. Not long after, NHRA completely canceled their Gators. By Friday, NASCAR and IndyCar fully canceled their next two weeks of events. IndyCar then taking it through the entire month of April for the cancellation. IndyCar season will not even start now until the month of May, if that even goes down, like we talked with Steve Olvey just last hour. Supercross canceled their Indy race, then put the remainder of their season on postponement. World events Outlaws canceled their two weeks. Trans Am canceled Sonoma. SECA and Daytona Flat Track eventually canceled. Nobody raced this weekend. It is strange, people, but bottom line, like we talked last hour, this virus is highly contagious. It is deadly. Regardless of who the high-risk groups are, it is deadly, period. And kids, people are carriers. It's much better overall to be safe rather than having our racing family, our entire sports communities get sick later.
2: That Dr. Stephen Olvey interview last hour was so damn good. We're going to play it again coming up in about five minutes. And Daniel Suarez, big-time cup pilot, also coming up, Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios. Speed
0: Freaks, Motorsports Radio Redefined.
2: The summer is quickly approaching, and General Tire wants to put some money back in your pockets. Because now through April 30th, with the purchase of four new qualifying General Tire passenger tires, you'll receive up to a $70 Visa prepaid gift card. Choose from the Summer Ultra High Performance G Max RS, the All Season Ultra High Performance G Max ASO5, and the All Season Touring Ultimax RT43 lines. So prepare to prove that anywhere is possible this summer with General Tire. For more information, visit generaltire.com. General Tire, driving speed freaks for 20.
1: You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports
12: Radio, redefined.
8: Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. She was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb in the shape of an L on her forehead.
2: You're back with Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Thank you guys for hanging out. You know the website, right? Speedfreaks.tv. Of course, Facebook, Instagram, or therefore on Twitter, at Speed Freaks. Good to get this guy here in the Freak Nation. Dr. Steve Olvey, medical director for the Grand Prix Master Series, of course, has worked with IndyCar, professor at University of Miami, still a consultant with IndyCar, joining us here in the Freak Nation. And we want to get get you in here for several reasons, Dr. Olvey, and one in particular, with motorsports finally coming on board and at least postponing races, IndyCar specifically, did you see this coming way before uh, IndyCar, NASCAR, Supercross, NHRA decided to cancel the races, that they should be canceling these races?
5: Uh, yes, we did, because uh, we worried about this at the hospital, of course, and in the city of Miami, like all uh, uh, major cities, uh, when the uh, virus first uh, attacked and uh, made it clear that, uh, that it was indeed coming. And there was a lot of uh, slowness really uh, in our country getting going and taking it as seriously as it needed to be. So it's only been in the last uh, a few uh, days to uh, maybe a, a week or two that uh, the things that uh, some of the things that should have been done earlier uh, had, did not get done. And now they're finally uh, getting done. So everybody's been sort of taken aback by it, but uh, the problem is, is that uh, in order to control uh, an infection like this, uh, a viral attack uh, like this is, you have to get control of the virus and flatten the curve of the development of the virus. So in order to do that, you have to get people separated so that they're not passing the disease from one person to another. Uh, in getting uh, millions of people involved. And that's, uh, that's what the attempt is, is to try to uh, let everybody settle down, flatten the curve of the development of the virus, and uh, hope that we don't get into the kind of situa- situation that occurred in Italy, occurred in China in the first place, uh, then occurred in Italy, and has uh, occurred sporadically in some other areas.
3: As a doctor... How frustrated were you? I mean, I assume you were very frustrated, but is there a line of communication in which you guys as doctors or as a group, as a medical board, you could reach out to somebody and say, guys, we've got to take this more seriously in this country, or at least to state officials?
5: Well, it uh, yeah, the state officials were uh, pretty with it, at least. I can only speak for the uh, state of Florida and the city of Miami, but uh, they realized that this could develop into a, a major thing. But because it wasn't uh, being looked at initially in that way, uh, what happens is everybody said, well, this is like the flu. And we just went through a flu epidemic uh, you know, this fall, like we have almost every fall. And a certain number of people died and a certain number of people got real sick and had to go to the hospital. So everybody's kind of looking at it as the same thing. But this is totally a new disease. Uh, the medical people in the different states and uh, the emergency people and so forth realized, uh, what could happen back, uh, you know, with the SARS epidemic and, uh, Ebola is not, uh, you know, that's a, that was another thing that, uh, was pretty scary. And these things have to be headed off at the pass. And, uh, finally we're, uh, in the process of doing that, but like I said it took everybody by surprise, and people kind of had the idea well this is not a lot worse than a cold and uh this isn't that big a deal but uh when you look at the uh the numbers of what it could be it's it's real scary uh and it has has to do with uh, how many people uh might be involved and you could have say you have five percent of the population uh that uh, can be uh, – you, you may need uh, intensive care beds, 960,000 ICU beds. Well, we only have 88,000 in the whole country, and they have uh, patients uh, in those beds right now. And that uh, – I mean, just think about that for a minute, uh, how many people might have to be in critical care. And uh, it. Uh, it's pretty – Real scary, actually.
3: Yes, it is. In addition to car accidents that are going to happen anyway or a critical care birth or something. Yeah, it's, it's actually pretty frightening when you really start to think about it. Now, Dr. Yeah. Olvey joining us here in the Freak Nation on a Sunday night regarding motorsports. I believe it started with Supercross canceling their Seattle event because of Washington kind of being an epicenter. And that was about a week ago now. And then all of a sudden, Formula One is in australia and suddenly one of the mclaren crew members comes down and he is he has contracted this disease and then everybody else started to take notice and the president got more serious and, and the american series came into play when because you consult with the indycar series when were you consulted by any of the motorsport series also you're a part of the fia medical board did they ever reach out to you
5: well they don't um not reach out to me because uh, uh, I'm not actively involved in that end of it. It's the uh, the guys running the races. So, for example, at Saint Petersburg, uh, it, it would be the uh, the bosses of uh, of IndyCar that uh, get involved and in working closely with uh, the uh, track officials, the local officials, as well as the city of Saint Petersburg. And what uh, happened was is they kind of uh, caught the ball as it was uh, bouncing uh, with the NBA and with uh, uh, all, all the other sports organizations and said, uh, you know, wait a minute, we, uh, we need to uh, really look at this and not just at the uh, participants, but think of how many people would be there, how many people are working there for the whole weekend, ticket takers, ushers, uh, cleanup people, police fire uh, and so on and you're you're involving a tremendous number of people and this is very contagious uh, this disease you know you got two nba basketball players that uh, picked it up last week you've got uh, politicians that were at a, a big meeting and several of them uh not several but some of them uh, uh, became infected and uh, have put other uh, individuals at risk of infection. And so it, uh, it moves pretty fast under the right circumstances. And I think everybody realized that whoa, we better put a stop to this uh, as soon as we can and get a control of it or we're going to uh, have our hospitals we would be like China. We'll have our hospitals full. Uh, China had to build new hospitals. They didn't have enough hospital beds to even come close to handling all the people who got sick. And of course, the scariest thing is uh, if we have to ration care. Uh, if you have a limited number of critical care beds and a little uh, limited number of ventilators, there, uh, there's not enough ventilators in this country to take care of masses of people that might require them.
4: Dr. Steve Olvey is known globally for his expertise in emergency medicine and trauma care. He established the traveling medical team with CART, now IndyCar. Dr. Olvey, it didn't make sense at the beginning that some of these race programs were trying to run full weekends without fans. It made you think that they cared more about the fans than they did about the athletes and the support crews that were with them at the racetrack.
5: Well, initially they thought that uh, we could probably get away with that, and it seemed logical at the time, but for the reasons you say, it uh, became readily apparent, you know, hey, wait a minute, we're dealing with the athletes themselves. Uh, they all have families. They have crew. I mean, think of the number of people uh, it takes to manage a big NASCAR race or a big IndyCar car race or a Formula One race. I mean, just the traveling people that are going all over the world and uh, coming into contact with people who are infected or if they get infected then they can spread uh, the disease around so it's not just the uh the spectators and as i said that you had two uh, nba players that were infected that could get other players infected and then their families and it goes on and on and on mm-hmm. so i think it dawned on everybody that hey uh we need to put a stop to this whole thing the Masters Golf Tournament was the one that shocked me. I mean, I, I don't know if that's ever been postponed before, but uh, they're, uh, they're, they're just not going to have it. And uh, they'll postpone it, I would assume, but I'm not even sure of that. Uh, but that's one of the uh, biggest uh, sporting events in the world uh, that uh, seems to go with uh, regardless. And uh, they realize that uh, that would be uh, wrong to do that. And so I think we're finally uh, getting everybody on the same page that we got to stop this before it gets out of hand.
4: Dr. Olvey, much of America is on shutdown or becoming shut down like the Asian countries have done. They seem to have had success with this social distancing. One, can that work here in America? And two, what's the real truth behind the survival of a virus in warm weather as spring approaches, are we going to have better luck naturally killing this virus and stopping the spread
5: well at least it slows down and i'm I'm not a microbiologist by any means and uh but as as everybody knows in the summer, you know we have uh, flu in the fall mm-hmm. and winter, and uh it pretty much dies out during the summer. There'll be uh, maybe a sporadic uh, case uh, here or there, but uh, yes, it, it appears that these types of viruses uh, become uh, rather dormant and uh, uh, they don't disappear, but uh, they aren't as bad in the summertime, and and you can get uh, ahead of the curve, so to speak, and uh, things down the road, of course, as a as a vaccine, but you can't. Uh, make a vaccine overnight. You have to come up with the vaccine, uh, make sure it works, and then you have to make sure it's safe. Uh, Remember, we had uh, people getting uh, sick with Guillain-Barre disease, uh, the type of flu that it was, but uh, we had people who got the vaccination and got sick, and so uh, we can't have that happen again, so it takes time uh, to do this. So a vaccine is going to be a year to a year and a half away.
2: Freak Nation, Dr. Stephen Olvey joining us here. Would you mind sticking around for one more segment as we dive into concussions and concussion protocol in motorsports and athletics in general?
5: Uh, uh, Yeah, I can do that.
2: His name is Dr. Stephen Olvey. Uh, We'll continue on with more Freaks on the Freak Radio Network and Lucas Oil Studios.
9: Good evening, my fellow citizens. To provide guidance to mankind...
4: Crazy times globally, huh? I'd love to be a fly on the wall when broadcasters and content providers figure out who owes whom what for all the television programming that's disappeared this week. One producer told me the commercial's lost might amount to tens of billions of dollars. How do you make good on that? ESPN, ABC Sports, Turner Broadcasting, Fox Sports, CBS Sports... NBCSN have all paid multiple billions with the expectation of getting that money back in profits from programming that's now gone. Usually when commercials fail to run, there's something called make goods when the network makes other time available to make good on that time lost. But this is so great, there might need to be an extension to current contracts to cover these lost hours. In short, cash refunds are unlikely.
0: Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined.
5: Hey,
13: hey, it's Flo. And you know what word I've never understood? Top hat. Aren't all hats on top? They're like the toppest part of every outfit. Unless I've been doing it wrong. That's why I stick with simple words like Flotection. It means the sense of security you'll feel when your new home is protected by home insurance through me and Progressive. Also, there shouldn't be a top hat unless there's a bottom hat. Wait, is that what underwear is? save an average of 17% on car insurance when you bundle home and auto through Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Mm, Making popcorn for movie night? Whoa, who are you? This is your wake-up call from the new TrackPhone Wireless. What if every time you tried a new streaming service, you had to buy a new TV? Uh, That'd be ridiculous. Yeah. Some wireless companies do that when you switch. Make you buy a new phone. Right. But TrackPhone Wireless lets you keep your phone and your number and your network and gives you unlimited talk and text starting at $20 a month. Seriously? Who are you? This is your wake-up call, people. The new TrackPhone Wireless. Now you're in control. Oh, oh, you're burning it. Oh, no. Available at major retailers. See terms and conditions at trackphone.com.
10: Do you love cats? Join me, Petra Luna, at Cat Crazy Channel on YouTube. Every Tuesday, I host a new episode and we cover everything related to cats. Go to catcrazychannel.com and find out more. Why does your cat want to sleep on your head? Should you declaw your cat? Raise your cat IQ at catcrazychannel.com. We cover it all. And remember, cats
8: rule. The great thing about facts, they're proven. Like the fact that crude oil contains impurities. Or that base oil made from natural gas is 99.5% free of impurities. And the fact that Pennzoil is the first synthetic motor oil made from natural gas, not crude oil. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the penzoil. Based on Sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Find it at Firestone Complete Auto Care.
1: It's time to
12: play Vomit or... No Vomit. Brought to you by Nausine. Colin, it was a long night of shaking your shamrock and now the corned beef and cabbage you ate is sloshing around sickeningly in a frothy sea of green beer. Do you A. Vomit. B. Swallow the pink stuff. C. Take fast acting Nausine. I need Nausine. Correct. Nausine's four minute formula quickly relieves stomach discomfort from overindulging. Get Nausine now in the purple box at Walmart or your favorite store.
2: You're back with Speed Freaks, Lucas Oil Studios, and Dr. All Steve time, Olvey, kind enough to stick around for the second segment. The right At this point, over Associate over Professor of Clinical Neurology and Neurosurgery University of Miami, but the details of his life in motorsports and sports in general is incredible. Formed the first traveling medical team with CART, now still a consultant with IndyCar and I also oh. want to say this, Freak Nation, if you haven't had a chance to see rapid response, it's uh, the insight that Dr. Steve Olvey and crew bring to the the beginnings, the middle and end of accidents mm-hmm. in motorsports. The and, evolution
3: of his traveling team. Yeah. And
2: the traveling team, the, the beginning to where we are now is, is incredible, which by the way, you can purchase it on Amazon, and I believe, is this is, is it available now on Netflix, Dr. Olvey?
5: It's on uh, Amazon Prime, it's on Google, and uh, I'm not sure if it's on Netflix or not. And yeah. it's on a couple others, but I can't tell you. I should know, but uh, I can't tell you exactly which ones they are. Yeah, but
3: you can stream it.
2: Yeah, we, we were there for the, for the premiere, Dr. Olvey, and as I was watching Rapid Response, I kept saying to myself, where was this movie 10 years ago, 15 years ago, because of the evolution of what you and your crew established? Was it just a case of just just the right time for this movie to come out?
5: Uh, Yes, it was, really, because uh, a lot of uh, what we've learned has been in the last uh, 10 to 15 years. You know, it wasn't 15, maybe 20 at the most uh, years ago that I would see a driver, uh, climb out of the car after a bad looking accident they might stumble around a little bit but at least they got out of the car and i remember thinking to myself or saying to one of the other safety guys that says oh good he's he's probably just had a concussion he's okay and that's what everybody thought back then and now we know that uh, too many concussions too close together or some, certain bad concussions uh, can really cause a lot of difficulty later on and they're very important And we need to diagnose them when they happen and we need to treat them appropriately when they do happen.
3: Yeah, there are some fans, of course, social media can be our enemy at times, but there are some fans who are wondering why Ryan Newman is not back in a race car behind the cockpit right now. I mean, aside from the coronavirus and races being postponed, but I I have to shake my head at that because... Like you just said, you can't just get right back in the action. Having concussions back-to-back or or at least close together is very dangerous, and that's essentially why he's still out, correct?
5: Uh, That's absolutely correct. uh, I run a concussion clinic in uh, Palm Beach County, Florida, where I see all of the uh, high school athletes in Palm Beach County that uh, have a concussion. And some of them, uh, 90% will be all okay within uh, 10 days, two weeks at the most, but a small percentage, uh, may have trouble for as much as a year. That's unusual, but it can happen. And if you let people go back uh, too soon and they aren't completely over the effects of the concussion, uh, it will, uh, magnify and, uh, compound itself. And it, uh, become and can become chronic. It's what happens. Uh, we don't know all the answers yet, but it's what's happening that people are aware of in the NFL, for example, where you've got a bunch of players who are in uh, late fifties, early sixties, who are in nursing homes with CTE, chronic traumatic encephalopathy, which is like Alzheimer's disease. It's a, it's different disease, but it's very similar uh, in the way it uh, responds and uh this is hard you know it's terrible and it's not it's not just football there's uh it's what it was first uh, mentioned in boxers it was dementia pugilistica which uh punch drunk fighters they they would box too often and uh get uh concussed and before too many years they were crazier than a bed bug and uh, uh could uh couldn't function couldn't take care of themselves
2: I go back to Steve Park, who was running the NASCAR series. I believe it was, I think it was Pocono with the accident yes. where Dale Earnhardt Jr., and he got into an accident and he started flipping and hit the interior barrier of the track. And frankly, and again, I am no doctor, but after that accident, you know, Steve Park was parked for a while, but Steve Park's speech to me was affected. Again, shows me what can happen to a race car driver with lifelong effects. After that accident, Steve Park was never the same. I just see things of that nature that tell me that it's about damn time we woke up.
5: Yeah, there's no uh, no question about it. And uh, uh, we're surprised on a regular basis. Uh, we'll get a high school athlete, for example, who has what looks like a, a routine concussion, if there's such a thing. And uh, they have difficulty, as I said, for up to a year, where I have a an equestrian uh, lady that uh, I'm aware of uh, through another doctor, who is going into her third year of difficulty uh, following uh, a bad concussion that she uh, received uh, jumping horses, and uh, it, so you, you never you, you never know you can't tell uh, by the concussion that happens on that particular day. It has to fit with that individual what's gone before that individual i think dale jr just said not long ago he thinks he possibly had over 20 concussions uh throughout his career uh when he thinks back and i know uh i've got close friends who are older indycar drivers and they've all said they've had concussions but they uh they didn't want anybody to know about it so they didn't tell him about it and we didn't know that concussions were a big deal like we do now but uh now that's uh we're aware of it and uh, we're watching it very closely
4: dr Olvi, how much power does a series have over a driver to step in and say you can't run for health and insurance reasons can a series keep a driver out of the car
5: it, it's for health reasons yes and i can only speak uh a little bit for IndyCar and uh, a little with uh, the FIA, but uh, that, that is being done now. We're not uh, knowingly allowing any drivers uh, continue to compete that uh, have anything wrong with them that could conceivably endanger uh, anyone else, like another driver, a crew member, a spectator, uh, uh, not, not just the individual themselves. It's not like, uh, a, a football baseball or basketball game uh, if you have race drivers driving that shouldn't be uh, because of a pre-existing injury they can really harm somebody else mm-hmm. and uh, not just themselves and so we uh, really have to watch that very closely and we're doing that in uh, IndyCar and like I said in uh, the FIA I can't speak for anybody else because I just uh, you know I'm not associated with them that much to be able to say
2: something. Dr. Olby, thank you very much for doing this.
5: All right, well, great talking to you guys, and uh, maybe I'll see you at the Indy this year or something.
3: Absolutely. You got it.
2: And coming up next, the only full-fledged born and raised Mexican driver in NASCAR, big-time Cup Series pilot, Daniel Suarez. We caught up with him prior to the NASCAR canceling or postponing their races. Daniel Suarez joins us next, Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios.
0: Street's Motorsports Radio Redefined.
2: The summer, it's quickly approaching, and General Tire wants to put some money back in your pockets. Because now through April 30th, with the purchase of four new qualifying General Tire passenger tires, you'll receive up to a $70 Visa prepaid gift card. Choose from the Summer Ultra High Performance G Max RS, the All-Season Ultra High Performance G Max AS05, and the All-Season Touring Ultimax RT43 lines. So prepare to prove that anywhere is possible this summer with General Tire. For more information, visit GeneralTire.com. General Tire, driving speed freaks for 20
3: Hey, it's Crasher from The Freaks. If someone's cooking burgers, I want a unique flavor. And there's only one that truly hits the spot. Bubba Burgers, jalapeno, or sweet onion burgers. And it's straight from your local grocery store. There's even reduced fat and turkey Bubba Burgers. How about an Angus Bubba Burger? Basically, there's not a better burger to throw on the grill for your weekend parties than a tasty juicy mouthful of Bubba Burger. Again, available in your grocery store. You'll never bite a better burger than a Bubba.
1: Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive, unlimited, 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names, like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV.
2: .com and get awesome.
1: You are listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. <laughs>
2: of the Freak, you follows us on Twitter, right? At Speed Freaks on Twitter. Suarez has been in the Freak Nation once or twice before. He may not remember that, but when we get into the questions, uh, you'll go, yeah, that's right, it's Kenny and Crash. But uh, Daniel Suarez, big-time cup pilot joining us here in the Freak Nation. When I say Chicharito, you say what? Soccer. That's all you
7: say with one of the greatest Mexican players in the history of mankind? Yeah, he's a, he's a good one, eh? Now, now he's in the U.S., in American territory, so... It's good. Actually, we were just not too long ago in um, in LA, supporting uh, some some uh, you know uh, the, some some soccer, and, uh, and it was a lot of fun.
2: I didn't realize this until, of course, unfortunately, the tragic death of Kobe Bryant. That you're a huge Kobe Bryant fan, fan, or is it Lakers fan? Then Kobe Bryant?
7: No, it's actually Kobe Bryant, and then Lakers. Uh, actually, last night I was in a basketball game, and and it was fun. It was good, but I'm not a basketball, you know huge fan but I was a big fan of Kobe Bryant no actually more even I started following following him more for everything that he was doing outside of the basketball than in basketball not really you know everything started to come from there
2: look at what's happened with Kobe Bryant and the love that many millions of people have shown are helping raising money and you help raise money where you, your shoes and other things other items for the foundation was that you're on your own accord that I got to do something for Kobe
7: and his family yeah, it was it's kinda of crazy how how quickly we were able to put all this together. Um I'm very lucky and very fortunate to have great people around me to to help me actually to put it together. But I was having dinner with a friend of mine in Daytona, uh just in the first race of the season and uh and I I was talking to him, you know, how big of an impact uh Kobe Bryant had with the Hispanic community. And uh and, and, and for me something that was extremely impressive is that for Kobe Bryant to support Kobe Bryant, it didn't matter the color, it didn't matter the language. You know, it was one community. Uh, I mean, if you if you went to the to the stadium when after a few days after he passed, I mean, you you saw African Americans, Americans, Mexicans, mm-hmm. all different colors. So that that was impressive, and uh, and and you know, I I I just had a lot of respect for him for many different reasons, but that's one of them. And I was talking with a firm man that I really I wish I can do something, but I didn't know exactly what and. Then we started talking about the fire suit. we started talking about a helmet, but we didn't have time to do that. And, and uh, then we started talking about shoes and gloves, but uh, it was going to be very tight also because all my stuff is came from from Italy. Comes from Italy, and and, uh, and then a good friend of mine, um, you know, that this uh, is an artist for for shoes painting. He said, "Hey man, I will help you out." And we started putting everything together, and it turned out. Honestly, even cooler than to have something just cheap and, and produced from, from Italy. So it, 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 was, uh, it, turned out, it turned out very, very cool.
3: You talk about having good people around you, Daniel Suarez. By the way, Daniel Suarez in the Freak Nation, the first Latino Mexican champion ever. And good people around you is so key, not only with the team, not only with your PR, with your marketing, with your sponsors. But can you explain Daniel's amigos? You just talked about no color barrier, no race barrier whatsoever that's Daniel's amigos and you've brought that to NASCAR.
7: Yeah, and it's it's the same, you know, I feel like in a way I have a responsibility, uh, you know, being the only Mexican driver and and uh, and really the only really the only driver that actually can connect with all this community, um, you know, speaking the language. So um I feel like I need I really wanted to do something. I have mentioned this several times, but when I moved here in, in two thousand eleven I had one goal and the goal was to win race and championships. I didn't care about anything else. Um and, you know, as I started to grow and, and to learn more about the sport, and obviously I have been lucky enough to win races and championships. And, and, uh, obviously that's still my goal, but, uh, but I, I really wanted to do something else. And, uh, and I feel like, you know, when I came here, I didn't have anyone to give me an advice, to give me a hand, or, or, or anything. And, uh, and, you know, I've been wanting to be that guy for many people from, not just from Mexico, but from Latin America. You know, I've been talking with people from, Colombia, Brazil, uh, Mexico, obviously, and, uh, and and different different places that they want to, they would love to do something in the United States. So, you know, I I really wanted to 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 build something for for the future generations and 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 to to put something together for for the for the you know Latino fans to come to a race So that's how Daniel's Amigos was born uh, exactly one year ago. Um, just bringing actually a few hundred people in California race. I used to give them a unique experience, a, a Q&A with myself, a, a good party, just like Mexicans are good at it. And, uh, and then we did it in Chicago, and then we did it in Las Vegas, we did it in Texas, and we started with a few hundred, and we ended up with 5,000. So uh, it was it was pretty cool, actually. We're having Daniel's Amigos again in a couple of weeks in Miami. So um, just very excited about many things that are coming up for us, and uh, just just excited to to give a little bit back and try to build a community for, for Latinos.
3: If you had no one to lean on when you came to NASCAR, why come to NASCAR? I get maybe you come into the United States to expand your racing horizons, but you were a kart racer. You were kind of going down that path of open wheel. Why
7: NASCAR? Because when everyone goes right, I go left. Um, when uh, <laughs> yes, you know, that's that's you know, I had a, when I was 17, I remember sitting with some sponsors, some people that knew a lot about the sport and they wanted me to go to England to race uh open wheel and uh, and in the past actually I had uh, experience in racing in, in, in spain and italy and i think it was very cool uh, but there were already some mexican drivers in, in in formula one and in europe and uh and i was gonna be one more you know it was gonna be cool but i was gonna be one more and then uh you know a good friend of mine told me hey, nascar is very good nobody has really made it i mean there have been some mexican drivers going there but they don't last more than three months and they come back uh nobody has really made it to the top and stay there and i said okay i am going to be the first one and here we are.
3: All right. And now, speaking of open wheel, you're also dating Julia Piquet, Ohio daughter of Nelson Piquet, Formula One champion. So let's talk a little Portuguese versus Spanish. Who, do you have better Portuguese or does she have better Spanish?
7: She has better Spanish. She's way more smart than me. I just can't drive. That's the only good thing I have. That's the
2: smartest thing you've said in the last five, ten minutes, that uh, she's smarter than you.
7: I hope she hears that,
3: though. Oh, we can. we'll tweet it out. Don't worry. Hey, Julia.
2: Well, one of the things you mentioned about was bringing over the the Mexican flavor into a highly, highly deep rooted Southern sport, and I think some of the barriers that you cracked, an Xfinity Series champion, uh, you you we're winning races, which is a big damn deal. What are the barriers that are keeping? Other than logistics, that are keeping NASCAR and the Cup Series going down to Mexico, running some of those legendous road courses in Mexico City.
7: I think eventually it's going to happen. You know, we live in a country we li- uh, we live in the best country in the world, and and the reason why it's the best country in the world is because actually what we were just talking about, Kobe Bryant. There is not language, there is not color, there is everything. Like if you go to you go to Miami, you're going to see a Thousands of Cubans. You go to California, you're going to see thousands of Mexicans. Well, Mexicans are everywhere, but, uh, you know, you're you going to see, like, all different kind of people in this country. And, and, uh, and, and it's a country that has been built and so strong, you know, together with so many different uh, uh, kinds of people. Uh, and, uh, and I feel just very proud to be one of them. And I feel that there is so much opportunity. You know, we have an amazing country above above us and, and, and another one below us that is Canada and Mexico that it just is for me in my opinion it's a no brainer just to do something in these two countries because we are so close and and, and we have so much support uh in each of them. I mean we have NASCAR Canada uh, series, we have NASCAR Mexico series, so so we have a lot of fans in these places and uh, and NASCAR slowly has to become more global, so I think I think that's, that is going to be something that I mean I'm nobody to be saying this, but I think that there's something that eventually is going to happen.
2: The NBA does it, Major League Baseball does it, uh, the NFL does it, uh, Major League Soccer, tying in with La Liga. It's just it's coming. It just it needs to happen sooner than later because of what you're talking about. There's blurred lines now.
7: It has to happen. You know, I was actually in December uh, in Mexico City in an NBA game. With the, with the sons actually and um, and uh, you know it's amazing to see all the support from from the Mexican uh, community and uh, and how much actually they love the the sport uh, and you know I know that uh, that Mexicans they love racing they love cars so the Baja 1000 there's Mexicans two
2: two inches away from cars going 150 miles an hour on the damn beach yeah that crazy man you, you don't deal with
7: those guys so. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think eventually it's gonna happen. I feel like it's, it's something that is just a matter of time, uh, and it, I think it would be very good. You know, I, I don't think, obviously, we we haven't had a a, a Mexican driver full time in the Cup Series for forever, and, uh, and I've been here already for a few years, and and I think it's a perfect opportunity to to hit everything because obviously, I mean, it's not because it's it's me, but if you if we want to go to Canada to race in the Cup Series. It will have a big impact if we have a kind of driver, you know, racing in the Cup Series, and the same thing with Mexico. So I feel like we have everything to actually make something good happen, and hopefully one day we can do it.
3: Would you ever hang with your your Toyota brother like Denny Hamlin, to learn to play basketball more so that you could be a better stick and ball guy? I'm just saying, because Brad Keselowski sucks.
7: Yeah, I know. Uh, but no, you know, I have, I have played. Denny and I we're we we're good friends. But uh, I remember the last time I played, I I messed up my my ankle, so. Oh. So that's, uh, that wasn't good. I'm better with soccer. I like to play soccer.
2: His name is Daniel Suarez, joining us here in the Freak Nation. And it just it's a kick in the nuts for me why there aren't Mexican sponsors tied in with you everywhere you go. Adrian Fernandez, Takate, Herdez. Her, uh, Her, why aren't they on board with you, bro? You're not a scrub driver. You can win freaking races
7: yeah it's it's a process i think part of that is just is is it's a process to try to 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 get here and 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 to to be in different different uh, markets uh but uh we're working hard you know i'm very fortunate to have great people around me uh you know toyota uh coca cola uh comscope great sponsors that they've been with me actually for 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 many years now and uh and I feel like we, we have a great group of people, but it's always good to, to have all, also support from, from the Hispanic uh, companies for sure. All
2: right, here you go. I played a lot of soccer in Texas, and we played a lot of teams from Mexico, Monterrey specifically. So I learned a lot of, lot, of, lot of cuss words. They're beautiful. But one didn't transfer quite easily for me, and I've been using Cabron with my six-year-old daughter until I finally looked it up and I found out it's dumbass. But uh, not. <laughs>
7: What? What? What is? What is cabrón? Cabrón is is not the mass. You know that's the crazy. That's the beauty of the Spanish. That depends where you are. If you're in Mexico, mm-hmm. cabrón. I, I I can say cabrón to my dad and it's fine uh, all day. And uh, but depends where you are. Like if you go to Colombia, it means something different. If you go to Puerto Rico, it means something strong. Like depends where you are. It's it's just it's just like. You know, it just depends where you are is what, is what it means. But, yeah, don't, don't believe what uh, Google says sometimes. So it wasn't wrong with me. So when I'm talking
2: to my, my daughter, I said gracias, cabron.
7: Well, first of all, when, when, when you say cabron, you're you are talking to a guy. Uh-huh. When, you say, when you're talking to a girl, you say cabrona.
13: <laughs> <laughs>
7: <laughs> so things like, uh, hey, vato, hey,
2: ese. I mean, those are the things that I learned playing <laughs> Mexican soccer teams so
7: many years. Yeah, man, you. <laughs> those guys are. Uh, those guys are a little crazy, but it's, it's always fun. Um, you know, I think that. Uh, and I have a lot of friends here in the garage that they 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 have no clue about the about the Spanish, but, but <laughs> well, they know how to cast. Daniel Suarez,
2: Xfinity Series champion, of course, big time Cup pilot, joining us here in the Freak Nation. Dude, thanks for doing this, man.
7: Thank you, guys. Appreciate it.
2: You know, Stepman, Man, I was having flashbacks during the interview of. The time that we spent in Cabo San Lucas for whatever trip that we were down there. That <laughs> we, was 5 years. ago oh, That sir. wasn't, <laughs> oh, here that goes wasn't that. a good trip for me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, that's right. He Did lost Do we his have woman.
2: to go back to that? Oh, what? Just because you're in another country and you lost your ID? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I didn't lose it. It was, take, it
10: was oh,
4: my lost gosh. for me. Oh,
10: <laughs> oh that's right. Oh.
2: Wasn't it in a taxi?
3: No, was at a restaurant? Uh,
2: oh, I was yeah. in a restaurant.
3: Oh yeah. my gosh!
2: It's just think about it, man. You're in another country, and bam, up, I have no ID. How yeah,
3: are you going to get home? Yeah. yeah,
2: not enough tequila in the world to take the fear out of me if something like that happens.
5: God,
2: believe. water was cold. We'll say that. Was it? Was that this? That was the summer, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was the mojito, The mojitos were
4: great. Too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Until,
2: <laughs> till you're mojitoed.
4: Yeah, so
2: I got mojitoed. Yeah. I... Hey, what is Adrian Fernandez doing now? Any idea, Crash?
3: That is a good question. I need to find out.
2: I think he's a team
4: owner, isn't he? In uh, in sports car racing. That still
3: sounds vaguely like partial. Yeah, I. I will not confirm nor deny.
2: Right. <laughs> I, I don't get it, man. I don't get why. Listen, you, it's why there's not a big-time Mexican sponsor for – and how he wasn't able to get it when he was with Stuart Haas. I don't get that. I
3: really don't understand
2: that. Hey, man. sponsors – there's no intelli- – there's
4: not, nothing that says that money makes you intelligent. They didn't sponsor Erica Enders right. in mm. her right. championship seasons. Right. So, you know, what
2: are, what are sponsors? Except people who love us, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> had a I had a great conversation, and the only reason it was great because one of the questions that this potential sponsor asked us, or asked about us, she said, she said, "What is your female listenership?" It was awesome to have someone actually ask that, mm-hmm. to, in the realization that sports. And motorsports is attractive to females. It's not just if, – if, many women watch football, watch baseball, watch soccer, watch NASCAR, watch IndyCar. It was a, and we had a five-minute conversation about the importance of attracting a female base to their product through sports. It's awesome. Yeah,
4: they found out in NASCAR that 47% of the audience at one time – was female, yeah. uh, not just the fans, but the women who were with the guys watching. And, you know, that's how they became fans. So there's a huge amount of uh, female fandom in motorsports.
2: Yeah, that's true. And Freak Nation, you miss any of the show, go to the website, speedfreaks.tv. We'll have it up there for you Monday morning. Until then, shoot the juice to the moose and stat man. Cut it loose. Yep.
0: Come on, yeah. I'm on a plane with cocaine. And you yes, I'm all lit up again. Cop up love
9: and touch on. Your mama said, back the line to see on. And you yes, I'm all lit
0: up again. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefine.
9: That's 800-470-7113.
10: Do you love cats? Join me, Petra Luna, at Cat Crazy Channel on YouTube. Every Tuesday I host a new episode and we cover everything related to cats. Go to catcrazychannel.com and find out more. Why does your cat want to sleep on your head? Should you declaw your cat? Raise your cat IQ at CatCrazyChannel.com. We cover it all. And remember, cats
11: rule. Here's a great way to save money on your prescription medications. If you take Viagra or Cialis, we can give you a way to pay as little as $2 a pill.
7: Hi, this is Rick Tittle. Tune in every Sunday night at 9 p.m. Pacific time for the video game review. We'll review games. We'll give away a brand new game. We'll talk cheat codes, new releases, and your calls as well. That's right here every Sunday night on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network.
4: You're listening to the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network.